And welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Orlando, and we are episode after your physical prime 26. I think your intros are getting weirder. I think like each time. I'm just trying to be creative. Do you know what your, isn't 25 supposed to be like the prime, like your physical prime? I don't know. Maybe. I think that's that's what it used to be. Were you at your physical prime at 25? I don't know. I feel like I'm approaching my physical prime. I'm never, you're never going to reach your prime. You're always moving towards it. Got to be optimistic. I think my physical prime might have been when I was 10. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's been a long time. Hey, but your mental prime, you still <laughs> have a long way prime? to go. Oh, no, no, no. See, but this is what happens when you get older. Like, you think you know it all, right? Mm. When you're at the end of high school, you're graduating. Then you go to college, and you still think you know it all, but you're wand- wondering, right? And then you, if you go to college or if you're in your early 20s, you start talking to people that are older than you, right? Because before, it's like just your age group that mm. you hang out with, right? But when you're in your 20s, you begin to hang starts around. starts to expand. They yeah. start to expand. 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds. And then you're like, wow, there is so much I do not know. Yeah. You always look back. I, I mean, as a as a teacher, I always tell the students that they, they come in and they think they know everything. And they admit that they think they know, you know, a lot. And then I always ask them, yeah, remember when you were in eighth grade, which was like, you know, three months ago for them? They're like, yeah. I'm like, remember how cool you thought you were and how much you knew? Oh, I yeah. Remember. And then it's like, yeah. That was you three months ago, right? Like, imagine what you're going to feel three months from now. Like, you change really Imagine quick. what you're going like, to gonna feel like when you're almost 40. So I'm going to be 40 soon here in a few months. And I feel like there's so much I do not know. Yeah. There's actually this cool thing. Um, I, I recently heard about it. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, I think is the the way it's pronounced. We're talking about recently today, right? We are. And okay. th- I think this effect... Think- We're in episode 26, by the way. This is episode 26 in case... You didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, after the physical prime 26, whatever no, that is. No, after the physical prime of 25, you're at 26. You're at 26. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is the study that kind of showed that people, when they have very little experience in something, when they just start to learn, um, think that they're experts. Like So their confidence is extremely high, even though their experience is really low. And then if you were to look at a chart as their experience goes, as they start to gain more and more experience their confidence actually goes lower and lower. They start to realize as they become closer towards like mediocre, actually pretty average in a field that like, hey, I don't know anything. And as they move towards expert, it's like, wow, this is really difficult stuff that I'm learning and there's a lot more to this. And then when they finally get to like an expert level where where someone would say you're an expert, their confidence is still lower than somebody who's like one month into something. Interesting. Yeah, and it's a, it's a proven fact that like across the board, people like doesn't matter what hobby someone gets into, they first get into it, they kind of feel like they're experts, and and I think the same is true for reselling, right? Oh, like, I think it's a hundred percent. Everything you're telling me, there's two things I think about when you tell me that. One, I think about, and I'll talk about this later. How I thought I understood Amazon, mm. right? Now I'm full time, right? Last few years I was part time doing Amazon during Q4, and I kind of thought I had a handle on it. Like, I kind of knew, you know, hey, as long as I buy this and the ranking is this, I'll be good to go. And I'm not saying that, that things are bad. Right. They're just not where I thought they'd be. And the reason is, is because there is so much more I do not know. Yep. And I think being part of Instagram has humbled me a lot. Mm. Right. Because, you know, everybody knows better than you do on Instagram. Right. Right. Yeah. right? And so yeah. whenever I don't do something right, somebody lets me know. Or when somebody knows how to do something better, they let me know. And I go, hmm. Yeah. I know less than I thought I knew. I know. And then the other side I think about, there's a lot of new resellers, eBay or Amazon or Posh, that come on 
and you know they've only been selling like a month or three months, and they're like ready to sell a course. Or yeah, they're, they're experts. Yeah. They're experts. They're ready. You know, they're hyping you up every day, and, and you you know when you've been reselling for a while, you go, I've been there. Yeah, like I know how that feels. Yep. The sad part about it is, in a few months, you know, reality is going to hit, and you're going to have a hard time, especially when things are slow. And then, what do you tell people after that? Yep. You know, so wow. I've never, I didn't even knew there was a study about that. Yeah. That's pretty insightful. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it lets you know a little bit about, you know, your own psychology. So when you recognize like, Hey, I think I know a lot about this. That might be the, the time to step back, maybe try and humble yourself before you uh, are humbled by somebody else. Right. And say like, Hey, I'm, I have a lot to learn. You know, I think I know a lot of, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I've read a lot of books or you know, whatever it is on this subject. And, you know, I think I know a lot, but I probably don't know as much as I think I know. That's one of the most real things I think we've talked about in all our episodes. Boom. We would never, no, that was great. We never even approached that topic. And we, maybe we should make an episode about it because I think it's so real out there. Mm. Right. And those of you that are listening, you know it, right? You, you, you know, you're, you've either experienced it yourself or you see it sometimes. Right. Or you're kind of like, Oh wait, is that me? Mm. <laughs> right, you have that wake up call. Yep. So okay, well, what a way to start this episode. It's good stuff, man. Right in the middle, Q four. Boom. Let's get humbled. You don't know. You don't know anything. <laughs> Just kidding. Know. You know a lot of stuff. But... No, we all know a lot of stuff at different degrees. Yeah. But we don't all know everything. That's right. Which is why stuff like this is so awesome, right? Why why podcasts and YouTube videos and and Instagram. Um, I mean, I've learned a ton from you. You've learned a ton from from people. From you? Who, that's crazy to think that you've learned stuff from me, you know, and then we learn from our listeners all the time. Like it's, it's cool when, when they, when some listener tells us like, Hey, like you've changed the way I do this, or, you know, I've learned a lot about this, but I would say we learn way more from our listeners than no, than I agree. I agree from our listeners and those that follow us on Instagram and Facebook and so on and YouTube too. Right. It's kind of like a Gary V I know. My boy, right? Oh You're man, your boy. boy Gary V. But Gary, here's Orlando's quote of the week from no, Gary no, it's V. A, it's not, it's not my quote of the week. But one of the things I've heard him say is that the internet exposes mm. people, right? And I, I so think that's 100 percent true. Mm. Like we can all have this highlight reel on IG and on YouTube and on Facebook and so on, but over time we can only hold on to the highlight reel, right? Eventually the truth comes out, right? Yep. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm right here going, okay. I have a lot to learn still. And this Q4 has been a learning experience so far. So. That's good. Well, you know, we might need to have an episode uh, after Q4 where you give us your your lessons learned. Lessons Your powwow. What went well and what went, oh, not so well. Well, let's hope it's a lot of what went well. Yeah. We'll go a there. lot of wow. Not as much pow. All right. So speaking of that, let's catch up. So how's Q4 going? Let's, let's go. How's it going for you so far? Are you going to ask me about Q4? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um you know, kind of like I mentioned in the last update episode, I think uh, I'm I'm seeing seeing a lot of sales. You know, sales okay. are definitely up more than average. Or again, it's hard to say what's average because the store continues to grow. Right, Mike's so, always been good. No, that's not <laughs> the case. Um, so it's hard to tell like what's Q4 and what's just um, proportionally in like relation more to yeah to, to to more more inventory. So. Um, it's hard to say, but there, it definitely does seem to to be helping. And especially, like I said, some of the things that are that that sale, um, I look at and I say, you know, this is probably a Christmas gift for somebody. Yeah, I saw you sold. Remember, I think two podcasts ago, you talked, or maybe the last one, I can't remember which one it was. 
you talked about like some bacon and something. Oh, like I sold that. another one. Yeah. You, that was the one that you were saying that like months ago, like when you're very rich, yep. your best offers, like you didn't accept anything lower. Yeah, than $2 I totally off. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, I had it up for, I don't know, like 20 Well, explain something. what it is real quick. So I don't, I don't even know what it is, right? Oh, it's, really? It, there are these two toys. They're like those kind of um, rubbery, bendable things. And one's bacon and one's tofu. And it's some toy company and they're in the box. And it was Mr. Bacon and Monjour Tofu or something nice. like that, right? And they're just silly looking things that were toys. And I looked up when I was at a, a Goodwill comps and I saw a couple that sold for around $20. And these were... Um, I think I was able to buy them for like three. So I was like, hey, that's a pretty good, you know, return on investment. So I buy them. And I would say within the first month of having them up, I got, I don't know, maybe 15 offers on them. But they were all offers for like $15 or $16. And I wanted my 20 bucks or close to it, like 18. I was like, I would go down to 18. And then I went like five months without a single offer. And I would have to look at those every time. I was, you know, going through inventory. I'm yeah, like, I yeah. hate these things. I want them gone. I should have took the $15 offer. And I sold both of them. And I think, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm assuming some gifts, some of those weird things are like white elephant presents, right? That'd be crazy. Thinking about, maybe you should have an eBay store, just white elephant gifts. Call it the white elephant store. Yeah, just the most bizarre, weird, random stuff. Like, like Mr. Bacon and Monjour Tofu. Hey, you still don't know what they are. I've got no clue. Nice. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit more. So would you say you, you're busier or is it just kind of you, – you, so you're telling me you're having a hard time because you've upped your inventory, right. which means you're, most likely you'll have more sales, right, mm -hmm. as long as you're sourcing right. And then on top of that, uh, you've been more busy sourcing. Right. Right. And so you don't know if the sales – like let's say you didn't do anything, would sales still come in? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard to say with, you know – anecdotally with one Q4 under my belt, I think this is one of those things that, you know, compare this year to next year and next year to the following year. And I'll have a better idea of like, what does Q4 look for me? And what is the market? I've definitely noticed Posh has been lower. Like really have not done as well on Posh. And from what I've gathered from some other resellers is uh, Q4 is not necessarily the Posh, Posh season. I think part of it is, I mean, there's new clothes, but you know, there's new and used clothing. It's, typically higher in clothing. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't know if people think about buying used clothing the same way for Christmas as they do other things, you know? Well, and that's one of the things we talked about. I, I can't remember which episode, maybe episode 15 or 16, somewhere in the teens. We talked about, you know, what does Q4 look like if you're not doing Amazon? Right. right. And one of the main things was it has to be new items, mm -hmm. right? Or it has to be unique and special items, right? right? So like today I posted that I sold the San Diego Chargers Christmas sweater. Hmm. Sold it for $49 plus shipping, paid a dollar at a garage sale. And that's kind of the things that people are looking for, right? Are they If they're looking for a regular Christmas sweater, uh, I think that's even a hard sell now. Yeah. Right? Because if you go to Walmart, you go to Target, they have really awesome Christmas yeah. sweaters. Yeah. And for cheap, right? So why would they pay for yours? You know, mm. and maybe somebody wants a vintage one or right. something very, very unique, but... For the most part, it has to be something that's a gift item, right? Mm. But, you know, here's what's awesome. The advantage, those of you that aren't doing Amazon right now have, is that, you know, right, what's today, December 10, right? Yep. We're recording right now. By the time you listen to this, it'll be December 12th, right? It's Green Monday today. Green Monday. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's Green Monday. So, anyways, it's the 12th. So, guess what? 
you can still source and list things to sell this Q4, right? Those of us that are doing a lot of Amazon, like things are kind of winding down for us to ship out things to the warehouse, mm. right? I would say I ship out till the 18th, but by the 15th, I'm pretty careful. I'm mm. only shipping out things that are like less than a thousand rank. And I'm shipping a lot of them because I, I know that those things will sell within hours. Mm. But even then, it gets kind of sketchy. Like, will it get to the warehouse in time? Mm. Right, but if it's on eBay or Posh or Mercari, you don't need to worry about getting to the warehouse. You just find it, take pictures, and post it. There you go. And you're good to go. So, Cool. What about you? Um, I know you were really – how's Q4 going for you, first of all? <laughs> I will tell you, it's very different from part-time to full-time. Mm. In so, what way? So when it was part-time, I had my full-time job. Right. So I was in a school administrator. So I was super busy. So I wasn't constantly like on my mind about Q4, you know. So, you know, when, you know, when I would get home last year, I'd go sourcing right away. I'd find stuff and I'd pack and I would ship the next day. You know, now it's like I'm sourcing every day. I'm packing every day. I'm sending out every day. And I just feel a lot more pressure. Mm. It's very different. And then on top of that, I'm now I'm always checking the app, right? The Amazon seller app. Mm. Like because when you hit refresh, right, you you know, you you get used to this a little addiction of seeing more. Think about like every time you hit refresh on eBay, it's a ching going off and it's a uh, sale, right? That would be a thing. So it's kind of like the same thing with the seller Amazon seller app. Like you refresh it and it's like five more orders, hmm. six more orders, seven more orders. And so it's been going well. It's, I will tell you this Q4, and this is my third or fourth. I can't, I, I mix, mix up my years. I'm pretty sure it's my fourth. Is that I find it is highly, highly competitive. Mm. So initially, Amazon gated a lot of people. Okay. But at the same time, there's a lot more people already that were on Amazon. Mm. Okay. And then uh, what I'm noticing is. Or last year, I would find, let's say I find a bolo, right? And, you know, it's a $30, $30 item selling for like $100. There would maybe be over the span of the two, three weeks in Q4, like the height of Q4, like right after December starts, maybe it would get maybe up to nine or 10 mm. sellers on it. Now it's going 24 to 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 sellers, mm. like within the week. So I'll find something. And there's some things, you know, I blur the images out on my IG stories and, and so on. But there's even stuff that I haven't even, like, gone that far, even blurred out. I never even said a word about it. Mm. I'm like, sweet. Like, this is going to be, like, my bolo. Right. And it's a week, and it's like, boom. It, it's, already, it's already blown up. It, it's already blowing up. It's time to sell fast. And mm. so it's been a learning experience because what I've been seeing is those that are very successful on Amazon and it's very hard to define success in Amazon. Right. And this is why I say this is because the charts and I know some people might, I don't know. I hope we don't lose anybody when I say this, but I don't know how much the charts matter. You know, those charts that you see on IG that people. Yeah. Post? They've got to matter. Okay. So when you say charts, you're talking, are you talking about like inventory charts and price levels? And I'm things talking like about like 199 sales Okay. 8K, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? So just like the the overview of their, their like, like eBay like sixty summary. total. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know. Like because I'm having a really hard time. Yeah. Like there's a lot of variables to try and figure out. Yeah. The cost of your inventory. The cost of storage. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. That's. It seems like 
it seems like there's a lot of back-end paperwork that would have to be done in order to verify what the actual return on investment on each item, what your actual profits were um, at any given moment. It seems like there'd be a lot involved in that. No, I know. So let me give you an example. So there are two or three toys that I purchased as like these testing toys, right? And then, you know, like, so toys that I would ship out to the warehouse, see how they're doing. And if they start selling for the dollar amount I wanted, I'd buy more and I'd send in, Mm. right? And so there are two or three of these that were really kind of, they're slowly catching heat. And, you know, I went kind of deep on them. And then I noticed that they're fully stocked in every store, Mm. you know, and you've probably picked up some of those. And so the other day, I call it pulling the lever. So I Amazon, I refer to as pulling the lever like a slot machine. Like mm. you pull the lever and, you know, on Amazon, it's a little different. You pull the lever and you win. You've been having sales, right? Mm. And when I mean pull the la- lever is you put it at a price where it's going to sell and it's going to sell fast. Mm. Right? So the other day, you know, I offloaded all these items that weren't these hot toys. Well, you know, instantly, you know, two to three K in sales, right? Okay, but I just made my money back on all this. Yeah, that was cost of inventory. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So. So I could like drop my chart and I could go like, look at these sales. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. And I could leave it up there, but who really knows? Like, Well, and there's other things, other variables to consider too. I mean, things that I think a lot of people don't think about. I mean, I'm sure people think about, but like, it's so difficult to manage. Like big companies have people, it's all they do full time is figure out those numbers. But like the hours that you're spending driving, the time you're spending researching, the time you spent packing, the cost of packing materials, um, and then it's the cost-benefit analysis of what could that time have bought you. So it's not just that you made even on on those items that you pulled the lever on on Amazon, but um, you potentially lost out on hours and hours of work, which could have been thousands of dollars in another area, right? Well, so. and that, that's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to sort. Now, things are going well. It's not like, you know, sales aren't happening mm. and so on. But it's one of those where I'm I'm trying to figure this out. Mm. Like, you know, I'm spending a lot more time than I did last year, right? I'm shipping out a lot more. So you got, you know, the boxes, the cost of boxes. Tape has been free because of my eBay hack. I was going to I was going to ask you about that. Would you mind sharing a roll of eBay tape with me? Sure, I, 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 I need one because because we we only bought one and we're we're out. Okay, basically. So next I time you. I see you, I got you. But good man, thing. Orlando. That good eBay man. tape's like it's gonna last me through Q4. So I haven't lost any money on eBay tape or whatever tape it is. But you know, then there's yeah, like you said, there's there's the driving which you do account for. Hopefully, you have an app that you're tracking miles, right, and the hours. But if you calculate all that, now there's another side of it that if you enjoy it. Who cares? Mm. Right? Like, I love it. I love the hunt. I love finding items. I will say I'm missing the garage sale, the thrift store hunt. Mm. Like, I really am because that. You're that, missing it. No, that, that's that, amazing. That is my heart. Like, that's where I'm at. I Do I love doing retail arbitrage? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I see what you're doing with retail arbitrage. And, like, I'm excited for you when, when you find items that make a lot of money. But it just doesn't seem life-giving to me. Like <laughs> Life-giving? Yeah. Even, so, <laughs> I don't know. Life-giving is pretty hardcore. Well, I, okay, maybe life giving's taking it too far, but I'll tell you what, man, going into going to garage sales, like there's times where it's like, oh, bummer, you know, what a wasted, what a waste of a day. But, yeah, but it's like a waste of three hours, but or four it, hours, and it feels so good because there's like you got that window of time and you're out there as hard as you can, and like it's a treasure hunt. Like 
you really have no idea what you're going to come across. Whereas when you walk into a Target or a Walmart, you've got an idea of what three items you're looking for, you know, and it's just put those items in a cart. It almost becomes more of like a manufacturing factory type job, which you're still, there's still a little bit of a hunt, I'm sure. No, no, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm a value. And I always said this, I said, I'm going to hit this Q4 harder than I've ever hit it before in FBA. Cause I remember last year, mm. there were days I couldn't outspend what I was making. Right. And so that's been my goal, right? Mm. No days off until December 18th. Right. So my last shipment will go out. December 18th, hopefully it makes it into a warehouse in time. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to buy super low-ranked items that as soon as they hit the warehouse, they should sell. But I'm going to reevaluate. You know, is this because is this going to be part of my lifestyle? Right. Right. That That's the key thing. Because don't get me wrong. If you're doing FBA, FBA is great. I love FBA. I really do. It's fun. I will always do FBA until Amazon completely bans me. Okay. but how much of it will be a part of my life? That's what I'm trying to figure out right mm. now. Because, you know, like like you said, I love, I don't love getting up early on Saturdays, but I do love getting out there and you find the score here and you find the score here. Mm. And then when you get that ROI, you dropped, you know, five on something you sell for 50 or one for 100. I mean, that's... It feels good. It's far better than, hey, I sold 100 items today and I made five bucks on each of them. And you end up having weirder things you know what i mean like it's kind of cool that your inventory is made up of like the weird and bizarre instead of just you know what i mean like 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 mike's special collection yeah i've got some weird stuff man but it sells and it sells and it's cool and like you know like when humphrey bogart sold a little piece of me was sad to let it go right like it it sat in at my least little... you let it go though yeah See, my struggle, we've talked about my struggle lately. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you're holding on to stuff, man. I'm worried about it. Like, Freddy Funko's hanging out here in the corner. I was going to sell him this Q4, and he's become our official mascot. Yeah, well, I'm like, sell it, sell I, it. I'm becoming more and more detached to, to, to possessions. Well, I am too, but there's a few things. I, I guess it's because for so long I sold everything. Mm. And now I'm in a place where I can hold on to a few things. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Nice. But again, I don't, <laughs> I sound like I'm being really negative. No, it's been great. It's really been awesome. It's, it's, I love the road trips. I love finding those special mm -hmm. items. I love the hunt. I love, you know, when you have that velocity of sales and like, um, you know, one of the days, I think within an hour, I had like 60 items sell, right? Nice. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like this will, imagine if eBay was like, G -g 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 -g. you know, that would be incredible. You know, so it, it's been awesome. I'm just kind of, you know, it's one of those where I'm like, okay, did the hustle I put in the last three, four months, number one, did it make me happy? And number two, was it worth it? So we'll, we'll know on the other side of Q4. Yep. Hey, that's we'll have that episode afterwards. See how things went. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, all right. Now, tell me about. Did you tell me about your garage sales? Yeah, I feel well. You know, I, I gave you my opinion about garage sales, and okay. I think part of that comes from you know the last two weekends I was able to do garage sales. Um, this weekend was like a full day. The weekend before was I left late because um, I had family in town, so I didn't get to like experience as much. I kind of left like right after the golden hour, so I only hit like three or four places. But, you know, every time I go garage, you know, doing these garage sales, oh, I love it. It just feels good. I put an audio book in, in the car, put my MapQuest on. I'm just hitting one to the next. Did you see MapQuest? Well, like, I, like 1990s Google Maps. Quest, you like know. you print it out, your, your yeah. map? I, 
I, I pull out my atlas and you know your atlas. <laughs> okay, my compass really and um but yeah no so it's just I love it I don't know like walking up to, to houses and there's I feel like you get more of the hunt feel and then also there's a little bit of uh of kind of the adrenaline rush because you when you're out there early 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 and you're out there competing with other people who are trying to get the great deals that you're trying to get. And it feels like, I don't know, there's this feeling of competition, but it's not like super aggressive. But I think that leads me to my, uh, my random story of the week. Okay. I'm ready to hear it. Wow. We're already going to there. Yours is going to be far more exciting than mine. So, okay, you go first. All right. I don't know if it's, I just destroyed my random story. Like people are going to turn it off as soon as this starts talking. Really? I just, is that yours? Said was, yeah. That's like bad broadcasting, I guess. Yeah, so listen to mine and then turn it off. You know, no, no, no. no. Listen. <laughs> it's still a good one. All right. Well, not that great. Anyways, go ahead. So um, I get it was actually from not this time garage sailing, uh, the previous. I like, I got really upset because some <clears throat> older gentleman basically attacked me. I'm surprised you didn't say old guy. You're being very kind. Older gentleman. Like aggressively and verbally assaulted me for no reason. What do you mean? Okay, so I'm I'm looking in this box of, uh, of stuff. I'm at it was like a, a rummage sale where, you know, there's like multiple people set up tables out in front of a church. Okay. Um, and they were just getting set up a bunch of the families. It was supposed to start like at eight, and I got there at like eight thirty because I was at other places and people were still setting up. So I was like, okay, this is good. People are still setting up, there, even though there's like three or four um, people selling at this rummage sale. And so, anyways, I'm looking and everything is just junk. Like, it's just like junk, junk, junk. Nothing looks good. And I find this box, and inside this box is a um, a goofy, um, like, plush, right? Tall, goofy plush. Looks kind of cool. I looked up comps. And they were going for like $18. I mean, it wasn't like a lot okay. of money. And so I was like, okay, well... Just in order to make this not a complete waste of a stop, if I can get this for like 50 cents, maybe a dollar, but yeah. like 50 cents is the highest, I'll, I'll pick it up, right? So I walk up to the lady and I say, how um, how much is this? And she, or even before I asked how much, she said, oh, did you get the stand for it? I think there's a stand in the box too that it sits on. And I was like, oh, great. So I walked over to the box and I go to put my hand in and there was another guy looking at the box too. Oh, I know where this is going. This is a big box, right? Yeah. He grabs my arm, pushes whoa, whoa, me whoa, away. Whoa, 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 Grab yeah. your, like... Like, it that, wasn't... It that's was, like battery. Yeah, well, I, I told you he assaulted me. The verbal part was the part that upset me the most, though. Okay, we're at battery right now. We're not at assault. Maybe it's assault. Though. Yeah, the assault push, and push. battery. He okay. grabs my arm, and he's like, get out of here. You can wait till I'm done looking. And he's, like, yelling at me and cursing me out, right? And, like, I'm taken back for a you moment. I'm like, kept going. I was like, oh, like... I, I I don't know. I was just taken off guard because like I I'm not like an overly aggressive guy. Like I'm I'm the guy that's gonna wait in line and avoid conflict and not you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'll let somebody go ahead of me even if they're gonna get the deal and I missed it. Like I'm just not super. So I was taken aback. Like no, and this is a misunderstanding, right? So I I tell the guy like, oh I, I I already am getting this. I was just looking for the other piece of it, and he's like, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm not gonna let you take it. And he's like. Going off. And I'd say for like a good 30 seconds, he's just cursing me out and calling me a terrible person for trying to take his sales. He was telling you you were number one? What? 
No, I'm just oh, I, I get where you're going there. Yeah, like, and so I'm just like looking at this guy, and, and there was a moment where I was like, I was just confused because, you know, I'm not trying to say anything. I want to picture this. So let's 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 stop for a little bit. So you're at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. No, rummage sale. Rummage sale. Yeah. Okay, there's tables in front of a church. Yep. Okay, so we're in front of a church. I haven't heard the story, by the way. I'm just trying to frame it. In front of a church, there's a box. There's an older gentleman. So is this older gentleman, is he dressing in reseller style? I don't or, know what oh, that means. Reseller style. It's like, so I purposely. I think you got to be careful. Okay, no, no, Whatever no, no, you're no, not ready to say. No, no. Okay, so I don't dress up when I go to garage sales, right? Because it's part of my, like, negotiation power. Mm. Like, I'm not going to go all, you know, fresh dressed like a million bucks, right? I'm going to be like, I dropped some breakfast on my shirt. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be like, I haven't shaved in that's, a few days. That's, like, that's Orlando's tip like, for you guys. No, go out looking like, as busted as possible. No, like, my English isn't as refined. All like, right. you know, like, like you, you know, you just, it's, is that, I'm, I'm sure we're getting us in trouble somehow. So. But that's what you would consider resale. That's a resale tactic. No, no, because I haven't like I'll wear my most faded shirt. Okay. Like you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll wear my, not my best. I'm not gonna go out with my uh, Gary V shirt mm. shoes or my, you know, Jordans or whatever. Like I'm just gonna have my sandals. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you know it's kind of like we laugh at Gary V going garage selling with the Range Rover. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get that deal, right? You roll. I've seen resellers roll up in an Escalade. I'm like, there's no way, like, you have a negotiation power yeah. right now. Yeah, so, true. okay. So, was the guy, like, reseller style? Um, he was not dressed nicely. Okay. Let's put it that way. He didn't smell very good. Hair combed? Yeah, no, he didn't smell very good. Okay. It was not, it was, it was an interesting gentleman. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I, my first instinct is just to apologize for the misunderstanding. I'm trying to steal your stuff, bro. Like. Cool you say bro? I didn't, but like okay. that's kind of what I was saying. I don't know if bro would have gone wrong. Bro, bro, bro makes bro. me bro and buddy are the two things I can't stand that people if they well I don't mind bro like I feel like somebody like what's up bro like I'm good with that like that's cool if, if they're like trying so, to hey bud oh bud and buddy thanks bud for coming I appreciate oh. that it's like I'm not your buddy dude mm. like watch out like. Mm. Don't call me buddy. Now we're gonna get flooded with DMs like, hey buddy, how's it going? Yeah, everyone's gonna call you buddy from now on. But no, because I, I think it's a way that I feel that people try to one up you when they call you buddy. Yeah, it, it's definitely demeaning, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like not everyone does it that way, but I feel like No, it kind I get it because I have friends across. that like or I've had people like even DM me like, thanks, buddy. Like I know they're not meaning anything yeah. by it, but I don't know. Maybe this is chip on my shoulder. I, I think part of it is because like I feel like I call my son buddy. I feel like that's something you oh, call yeah, like the younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bud. Let me show you something. Like it's what you do to like somebody that's a little lower than you on like the status of life where where they're at. You know. Okay. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. So not not the, the the greatest story ever. But wait, wait, okay. It, it goes on. on though. So yeah. um. So anyways, I asked how much for this this goofy doll, and the lady wanted five dollars. It just wasn't worth it for me to to pick it up and store it for to sell it for eighteen. So I put it back in the box after the guy was done looking through his dang box. Um, and, and I'm he, sure that's what he called it. Yeah. Um, so then as I'm walking out, I see another like little pile of some pretty interesting stuff. Right. And so I walk over and I'm like, Oh, 
here's some stuff that actually looks maybe a little decent. And I go and I grab one of the items that are on the ground. And apparently this is his stuff again. Cause he's standing over there. And he's like, that stuff's already sold. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I just walked away. <laughs> and I, the rest of the day, every garage sale I went to, and just running through my mind was who's that guy I think he is. Like it's, I've always said that, um, cars are the great equalizer. Like I can't tell you how many times, like I've been cut off and flipped off by like, somebody who would never do that to me in the grocery store. Like if we're pushing cars, I see what you're saying. right? Like it's like you're in a car. So it's okay to like flip somebody off when, if we were just standing next to each other, you probably wouldn't do that to me, especially because you know, some of the people who do it, like it's like an older lady, right? A grandma or a great grandma that flips me off. It's like, I don't think you would do that to me if we were standing in a store, right? It's like, like social media. kind. Yeah. Of. It, it kind of, and so it's not very often that, that people, to my face, treat me like that, you know? Yeah. And, and everything in me was like, he doesn't know who I am. I could have like, I could have been a guy who just was like, no, you're not talking to me like that. And just like took him out. You know what I mean? Punched See, you're him, way better him. than I am. I just, the, the, the jerk factor for me goes a lot higher when people treat me like that. I'm, I'm just, well, you're, see, you're a better man than I am. I would have been like, oh, this is your stuff. You mean this? And this, and I was just taking it out of the box. Oh, see, but I don't want to get into a fist fight because that's what. Oh no, I'm not trying to get a fight. I'm just like. But see, like, if he would how far we can go with this. If he would have pushed me a little more though, because it started with. I mean, it was it was aggressively. He grabbed me and pulled me away. But that's it what wasn't, I mean. Like he grabbed you. Like that's that's the next level. If he would have you out, it's even that. that if bad. he would have been my age and my size, I think it would have turned out differently. The fact that he was an, uh, a a kind of a frail older man made it so I didn't know how to react. You know what I mean? Because it's like, this isn't a fair fight, no matter how you put it, because, you know, it's just not. It would be like me picking on, like, a four-year-old. So it's kind of like being cussed okay, out by a four-year-old. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I get it. So It was just weird. It was bizarre. Um, so that's my that's my uh, wow. random story of, of the week. No, I'm that, sure you guys have that happen to you all the time. But, man, I, I just am not used to people is it, treating I me think, like that I to my Mike face. Mike deserves an applause. Like, he handled that well. I would say... I know for myself, there's no way I would handle it that well. I just wouldn't. I just. I, I it probably would have been better for me to have actually just like, you know, done the thing. But um, yeah, I, no, I, I, I think, drove away and I felt, you know, like the rest of my day was ruined. I even was like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. He probably forgot about it. But like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, the next who person does like this, crap. Who does this guy <laughs> think he is? But, you know, oh, there so we sorry, go. Man. So if you're listening to us right now, um, you're mean. <laughs> It's probably one of our listeners. <laughs> you know, I had a similar experience, not somebody cussing me out or yelling at me, and it's not even close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put two stories together so it does, it sounds almost as good as yours, but not even close. Mm. So have you ever been to a thrift store and somebody's taking something from your cart? It has not happened to me. Okay. So it's happened to me in thrift stores before where not not like if I'm it's directly in front of me. Um, but I noticed this Q4 and retail arbitrage, like people are willing to go into your carts if you're not gonna I've never had that happen before, and I had it twice. I had one where <clears throat> there's a certain hot toy, and I had all of them in my cart. So I'm there, and I should have been that older gentleman because mm. somebody just grabs and goes, this is, starts pulling it up and looking at it. This is interesting. I think my grandkids would love this. And in my head, I'm like, don't touch that. Mm. Like, you drop that. Like, I'm going to lose money. Yep. Like, everything I pick up at a store, I it's like money to me. Like, I got to protect it. So I'm at Ross, and I had, it's been crazy, because I, I was like two or three cars deep at this Ross, so I'm trying to take these three cars with me. 
and I kind of leave carts aside while I'm shopping in the in like in the aisle. I could see how that might look like a return cart. Yeah, I'm no. giving them the benefit of the doubt wherever the store is going. No, no, no. But so I go and I'm looking for stuff and I turn and the cart's gone, and this bolo is go is you know I'm I'm able to buy from for thirty to forty bucks and sell for like hundred forty at that point in time before everything tanked. Mm. So you know it's like a hundred bucks, right? At the least mm. fifty bucks, okay. So I'm like, where? I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe somebody just took my cart. So I'm going around. I'm like, whatever. But it's just, it's just like you. It's yeah, like you're just frustrated. Me. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get justice. I, th- I, you know what? I did post this on IG stories. This was like two weeks ago. And I'm gonna like, there's something in me. Like, I can't give up. Mm. So I kept sourcing, but I'm like, you know what? There's a long line. And if somebody wants to buy this, they're going to be in that line with that item in their cart. But then I always have this fear of what if I call out somebody? And it's not. They didn't take it. Because I've had that happen before, which I will share in a way future podcast. It, the the scenario is too recent for me to want to share right now. Mm. Um, it, let me just say it was, it was a crazy story. So I can't wait to hear that. Uh, it's just... Hey, it's, listeners, please remind uh, Orlando to to share this story. In when a you falsely episode. accuse somebody of something. Oh, that's messed up, man. You know, you get a big that's dude like up. me coming after somebody and it's false. Like, you scare, you know, people. It's not fun. That's not good, man. You just want to run away and, like, hide. Anyways, going <laughs> back to the story. So I, I go and then I see this cart and my items in this cart. <clears throat> and this person, I put all these toys on top of it. So I'm not having this ethical dilemma. Do I call out this guy or do I like how how do I do this, right? And so I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the play dumb, mm. right? You know what I mean? Like right. you're like, oh, I don't know, you know. So I went up to the guy and I'm like, hey, you know, I had a cart over there and I had this item and it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know what happened. Is it possible that did you see somebody pick it up or is maybe this one the one? And he goes, oh yeah, I just saw it sitting around right there, and I thought I just make it my cart. I just needed a cart. I'm like, oh, you just needed a cart, huh? He's like, yep, I just need. It. And it, the way he said it was like, yeah, I took this from you, but I just needed a cart. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Well, then did you say, well, since you have the cart, can I have my item back? Well, I did. I said, I said, well, it looks like you got your cart. Is it okay if I have my item? Hey, no, is it okay if I take this back? And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, I just needed the cart anyways. I'm good. You you intimidated him. I'm proud of you. See, I'm not proud of intimidating someone. I am proud of getting the justice, mm. but not. I've never enjoyed the intimidating. Never, because there's people that can intimidate me all day long. Yeah, and it's not fun. So, yep. okay, so let's talk about the other intimidation. Let's talk about Amazon for a moment. <sighs> so we just had a conspiracy episode. So this is kind of like along the conspiracy, and maybe this will help some of you. When you listen to this podcast, I'm not saying it's a for sure. But you know how we talk about eBay and triggering the algorithm and so on? So I was thinking about that because, you know, the other day, people were having all kinds of sales. I think it was Sunday. Like crazy. Like we're talking about several hundred, several thousand dollars. Mm. Like, And I was having sales. It was good. But it was nowhere near what people were having. And again, it's that, like, you start comparing yourself to others. Like, what what's going on with me? Why mm. am I having sales? 
So then I go, you know what? If people are making these sales, it means people are buying. Like, I need to adjust my prices on those items mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of. So, and, and I need to adjust my prices on other items, too. So I went. I went to my seller central on Amazon, and I adjusted the price for, I want to say, like, two to 300 items. Oh, my goodness. Like, within hours, sales just flooding in like crazy. And I go, huh. huh. So Amazon's algorithm is keep prices low and they'll reward you? (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe they like activity because it happened again today. Hmm. Like today, I woke up in the morning. I had a few sales. And, you know, I was kind of where I'm okay at. You know, I kind of realized that this Q4, it it has to be way better than last year's Q4. So then I go, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tinker around with things. And I've actually, I heard somebody in IG say, put your prices up a few pennies more. Mm -hmm. Don't drop it. Just do some kind of activity. So I went on there, and sure enough, I messed with the prices a little bit, and then the sales started coming in again. Huh. And I maybe it's coincidence, or maybe it's conspiracy. Maybe. Right? I mean, you would think if that same kind of algorithm is true with eBay, right, is true with Etsy. I don't know what people say about Posh, but I know people talk about it on Etsy and eBay. Maybe it's true about Amazon. Maybe they want activity. Maybe... Gone are the days where I could just post something at a certain price and it's going to sell no matter what. Mm. Right. Or, or, well, well, I think there is something to that, even with Amazon, because I feel like it's only been, well, I can't say it's relatively recent, but I feel like it's a recent thing where items, prices on Amazon fluctuate a lot. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, you put something in a wish list and some days it's $10 more and some days it's, $4 $4 less than when you put it in the cart. And it'll actually even tell you like this item has decreased by 32% since you put it in your wish list, or this item mm-hmm. has gone up in price. So I think that, that the movement in price both up and down creates urgency, right? So I'm sure that Amazon kind of likes the idea that there's some items that have a, a set price point, but then there's other items that, that fluctuate quite a bit. It's like their way of having sales, I guess. I guess so. So I'm not saying this is a pro tip or anything. I just know that when I began to adjust my prices, like it just still started happening. Now it could be just because I adjusted my prices. Right. But maybe, I mean, I've heard people talk about Amazon throttling. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. This is crazy. I posted this on IG. Did you see my, uh, we're just going to say it because everybody knows about it. So did you hear about bearded pictures video? Uh, uh-uh. So Bearded Picker is on YouTube. He made a video about the Monopoly for Millennials. Okay. It went viral. It mm. has like over a million views. Really? Crazy. Like mm. I remember watching it when I only had a few thousand. So props to him. Yeah. But um, what I will say is I, uh, and, and now, you know, I throw this out. You know me, I'm big about blurring and about we don't discuss bolos. Mm. But this is like, if you got a video that has a million views. Yeah. Kind of done. It's out there. Right? It's out there. Like those things that you cook in frying pans, like that other bolo, that, mm. that one's out there already too. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know okay. what you're talking about. It, it rhymes with um, buy-in. Yeah. Okay. And then leg. Yes. Got all you. right. So it's all right. If you haven't sent it to FBA, it's too late anyways. Mm. Um, what was I getting at? What was I talking about? Bearded picker. Okay. No, Monopoly for Millennials. So, so last week, I'm sitting there. You know, I'm doing the whole refresh of my Amazon Seller Central. And then one of my monopolies sold for $99.99. Hmm. Like, wow. Wow, the price is already at $99.99? 
So I went to, so what I do sometimes, what you could do is you go to the Amazon regular app, the buyer app. And I looked and my offer was like the highest offer. So somebody went to the highest one? I don't know. So I'm like, did some throttling happen here? Like, how is it that somebody goes to my listing, buys it? Now, unfortunately, it never happened. I did get a screenshot of it. So it's real. I did sell it. For ninety nine ninety nine, but nobody paid. Nobody paid or whatever. It just went away. Somebody must have picked the wrong one and then put in a. But no, but do you understand? Order what it created takes? by accident. Okay, but do you know what it takes to get to ninety nine ninety nine? Like there was like, I don't know. I'm not gonna look at my phone, but I think at that time there was like two hundred something offers. Hmm. And you know how you to get to it, you scroll page two, page three, page four, hmm. page five. Page, this was like page seven. How do you get to page seven? Unless at that time it was maybe some competition trying to find my store or mm. heard. I mean, no one knows that I was listening at that price at that time. It's not at that price anymore. Oh, sneaky. So, but isn't that weird? It's crazy. It's bizarre. Yeah. So I was pumped. It was me. I did it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't. You paid ninety nine ninety nine. No, I didn't pay. Huh? I didn't pay. You didn't pay. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So anyway, I just thought that was, that's my random story. Along with the other ones, because I'm just like, how how did that happen? Yeah, so weird. So if any of you know, let us know. Shoot us DM how that happens. By the way, great segue to talk about. Hey, follow us on Instagram if you haven't yet. We are Pure Hustle Podcast on Twitter. We are Pure Hustle Cast on Facebook. We are Pure Hustle Podcast and on YouTube. Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channel. Hit that bell so you get alerts whenever we throw on a new podcast or a new video. And then you can find us on iTunes, Spotify. And thank you, by the way, those of you that are still writing reviews. It's been awesome. So you haven't had a chance, you want to give us five stars, that'd be great. And then you can always contact us on our phone number, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or email us at purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, do that. Hit us up, guys. We love hearing from you. Um, it, it, it's so awesome. Uh just to see, you know, you guys interacting with us, it just, I don't know. It's cool. No, it we is. We love it. It is. I, I love, you know, again, Mike and I talk about, we just thought we were going to be in this room talking to ourselves and like no one, you know, we'd have like, you know, maybe 20 listens a week on our podcast. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. So you guys are awesome. Check us out. Hey, the big thing, if you can, if you're on Instagram or on Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, share or tag somebody in our stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're not asking, you know, for you to give us money or anything right now. Just please just tag other people and let them know about us because we just want as many people in this community as possible. Orlando and I both have grown immensely as resellers yes, by have. by having uh, the listeners that we have. So we can only imagine that as this as the, the listener base grows and as the community grows, um, how much more will grow and you'll grow as a result of it. So please just just if you if you even have a friend that they're like, I'd like to know about reselling. Tag tag some of our stuff. Tag them in it. Um, we'd love to. We'd love to expand the community. Yeah, it'd be great. So there's always that share, like that little share link on YouTube or on podcasts. You share both of them. So yeah. there you go. All right. So now that we've gotten through those random stories, let's talk about some current topics. Current topics. So today's Green Monday. You know what that is? I kind of feel like you're. I, I would say you're making it up if I didn't see it on my eBay notification, but I had no idea what it was. It was just like Green Monday. So I just thought like, oh, Black Friday, Green Monday, whatever. But well, it is. what it's is a, it? It's supposed to be like the second Cyber Monday. It's like it's an eBay made up holiday. They could just do According that. to Wikipedia. Now, 
How do people say Wikipedia is not reliable? Do you know that Wikipedia is actually more reliable than some some encyclopedias? I, I, I like Wikipedia. Well, because it's, it's peer edited. Yeah, it's, it's that's the thing is not if anybody, peer edited like in the academic sense. But right. Peer edited like there's millions of eyes on it. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard. It's hard to put false information correct. on there. Yeah. And if people say something and it's not cited, um, people will add a little comment like citation needed. So yeah, I mean it's it's pretty reliable. I feel. Uh, and if nothing else, you can go down to the the little references and 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 follow the maybe more academic sources. So I'm a fan of Wikipedia. Don't use it on your essay. Use the references. All right. Thanks, teacher. All right. So going back to talk. So today is supposed to be the biggest eBay sales day, which I don't know how you validate that. Or it's supposed to be the biggest sales day. I, I don't know. Huh. I think. Well, there you go. Is it just because they offered a bunch of coupons? Because I always get those weird things like get $5 off or 50% off selected items. Like, is, are they pushing these sales? Like, where they is do. it coming from? You know, they push it. And they, I guess they eat the cost of it, right? Because you've never seen, like, you get a sale and it's like, this was 20% off. And we're taking that from you. Like, eBay just eats it. Well, I feel like it's it's specific sponsored items. Like, it's, it's select items. It's not everything. So I feel, I, yeah, I'm not sure. But what makes what wonder what makes today such a big day for eBay? Is it because it's close enough to to Christmas that people are buying stuff? You know what? It could be. I mean, I will say like Sunday was the biggest Amazon day I've had so far, right? Okay. And eBay, I can't say. But then again, I've told you, and I, I hate saying this, I've listed maybe two items in like three weeks on mm. eBay. I'm still getting sales, you know, but it's not. Not what they used to be, right? Hmm. Now, the, the Green Monday thing isn't just like an eBay thing. Like, there's other websites offering deals. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Oh, Green Monday. Get out there. Buy something. Should we just remove this part from the podcast? No, I think it's good. I mean, it's one of those things like Cyber Monday had to start somewhere, right? Like, everybody knew what Black Friday was. And I feel like for a while, Cyber Monday was kind of this thing that was kind of fringe. And then it became popular. And then it became almost as well-known or just as well-known as Black Friday, right? So maybe Green Monday, maybe we're on like the uh, the forefront of this wave that's going to take over the uh, the retail well, world. Where you go with this? You know, five years from now, people are going to be like, Black Friday, what's Black Friday? It's Green Monday's coming up. You know, you don't know. I don't maybe know. after everything's maybe. legalized throughout the country, it'll be Green Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like it could be for other things or <laughs> or maybe maybe that's when you buy stuff that is like good for the environment. You know, like see, that's what I thought. I thought it was like a Green Monday, right? But I guess it's an eBay. Yeah, it's. A, I'm looking at it right now. The term was coined. Are we okay? Yeah. Can people hear us right now? They can hear you. They can hear me. Yeah. Well, they can hear me too. But okay. Too We're having some technical difficulties again. An organic podcast. All right. So the term was coined by eBay back in 2007 to describe the best sales day in December. So. 2007. Yeah. Man, it's taking a while to catch on. <laughs> that is true. That's true. We're like going like, what is Green Monday? And it's like been over 10 years. 11 years later. That is a great point. That's a great point. Okay, let's move on. Here's the crazy, here's the crazy one. So do you know now, a lot of people are, this is kind of a little controversial right now. But I guess Walmart and Target, according to recent reports, are outpacing Amazon in online sales. Do you think that's true? No. You don't think so? I want to see the numbers on that. And I want to see... Wow, you're not even an Amazon guy. No, I love Amazon. 
Okay. I don't I don't uh I don't sell on Amazon the way you do, but uh as a customer, there's no way Target and Walmart. Maybe if you combine them together, they're getting close. But I, I just don't believe it. I'd have to see the numbers. I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth. I will say Target and Walmart have definitely upped their game. Because of Amazon. No, though. no, that's true. But this is okay, so I'm not trying to get anywhere close to anything, okay? But that's how free markets function. Yeah. Right? You think about it. Like, you know, there could have been some kind of government regulation on Amazon. There could have been, you know, some legislation passed. But what made Walmart and Target improve? It's the free market. Yeah, they needed to compete. They needed to compete. Like, that's what's going to do it, right? Yeah. So if you want to stop the juggernaut of of Amazon or any business, like it's going to take another business to come in. Yeah. And I and I I I got to say I have anecdotal anecdotal evidence, so it's not like real evidence, but I just compare my experience to Walmart and Target and and comparison of previous years with online arbitrage, it is so much better. Is it? I mean, I will tell you, the deals I was getting on Walmart like right after black, no, not even right after Black Friday. Like before Black Friday, we're like crazy. On, like hmm. some of the things I'm flipping right now, we're like fifty percent off. Now I'm not gonna reveal what all those were, but yeah. it's like it's crazy. And right now those items are selling for not only the full price, but like twenty to thirty percent more on top of that full price. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense that uh, that the other companies, like one, like you said, the free market, they they've got to they've got to improve. I mean, even even grocery stores have been improving because of. Uh, Amazon Fresh, right? Like they've been the delivery service is free for a lot of them now, and they, so everybody improves. Like we, everybody gets to reap the benefit of of a company as big as Amazon coming in and changing the game. Uh, but I do think that as Walmart and Target move more towards online sales and and in an attempt to compete with Amazon and stay as a viable source, I don't know. I feel like just the brick and mortar stores. I mean, are they are they going to exist the same way they do now ten years from now? I don't know, but I will tell you, like Target is making the effort, mm. and so is Walmart. Like, so I'll I've bought a ton of OA. And by the way, like, you remember I was having those weird like they blocked me from buying things. Mm-hmm. None of that. Huh. Like I'm going gangbusters, and I've not had anybody. You know, Target has not refused. The only time is like they're out of stock or something, mm. right? Like I put in the order, and they're like, "Oh, we thought we had this much, but people bought out earlier today, and yeah. so we didn't get to it on time." But here's what's happening is that, you know, I'll get a message like, oh, we're back ordered. It's going to be like two weeks. And then two days later, it's like, no, we were able to get it. We're going to hmm. get it there tomorrow. Wow. And like, it's like next day things show up. It, it's been wild. Like OA just keeps coming in. And on top of that, when I go to the stores, like their online sales are like, it, it's it's wild. Like there's so many people buying online. Like hmm. I've gone to one Target. Remember last year, they would have, like, a few shelves in the back? Right. It's, like, four rooms hmm. of, of stuff that people are buying online. And and they're fast and they're efficient. And it's, you know, I let's say I get some damaged items. That's the other thing I was going to talk about. Like, I've also gotten a lot of damaged items, which is killing me. Because, mm. you know, the guy, the guy picking it from the shelves or the gal isn't going, like, somebody needs to sell this on Amazon. I'm going to make sure I kind, kindly take this down. Yeah. Right? It's just, just rip it off. But you know what? It gets damaged. I'm like, I'm not going to take this. No problem. Hmm. I come back three days later. Nope. We'll just accept. Like, not even flinching. Hmm. Right? I might have four or five of those items. 
not even flinching. And so think about that customer experience. Like there is no barriers to me buying and no barriers to me returning. Yeah, that's nice. Um, like, Amazon, Do you have though. most of them picked up at Walmart or Target on site or do you have them shipped to your house? Both. So what I've been doing this Q4 that has been really awesome is that you can like buy on Target and you could have it shipped to your house, but it takes longer. But if you want to do pickup next day, right, you can get it the next day. And I can pick like five or 10 stores where this item is in stock. Mm. So I'll pick all of them and I can do use one coupon and make that one big purchase. And then I get the deal on all those items. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, for those of you who um, are listening and maybe are, are new to the reselling game, because we got to remember there's there's probably people no, who haven't started at the beginning. So OA, online arbitrage, what, what Orlando is talking about here is he buys things on Target's website, Walmart's website, somewhere online um, at a price that's lower than he can turn around and sell it on Amazon. So he's buying it from Target, sends it to Amazon, selling it on Amazon for more. So mm-hmm. um, that is... One of the ways that you can make money, even without having to, to to technically leave your house, right? Like you can. No, and that's the nice thing. It's it's kind of like some. There are some days these last three weeks where I was gonna go sourcing, and then eight boxes show up, and mm. it's like, well, I guess I'm just gonna pack all day today. Yep. And it saves you the gas, saves you the time, and I find that online I was able to get better deals than in store. Yeah, and that's good for for you. I mean, we live in a city where there's there's a Walmart and Target on almost every corner. They're everywhere, right? But if you're out in a more rural area and, and you have to drive a long way and there's only one Target and you're looking for that one item, like that might be terrible for you. So so online arbitrage, that might be if you're like, okay, it, the whole retail thing isn't going to work for me. It might, right? The more that online arbitrage becomes a thing, especially if Target and Walmart are stepping up their their online sales game, hey, there's a market. you can You can jump in. No, I, and I, I got to tell you, they have been on point. Like the numbers that they have showed on their app has been better than the numbers that they've shown like on these other applications that resellers use. It's been wild. So I kind of can see it happening. I don't know about outpacing is the right word, but I can I can see it. I can see it happening. Yeah, it's growing. So- we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Along with that, I wanted to talk about this real quick. So, did we ever talk about eBay's new managed payments? Um, I don't think so. Okay, so one of the things that eBay rolled out this summer, and if people wanted to opt in, was that they have this new payment system that's outside of PayPal. So, they broke off from PayPal. Mm-hmm. Right? Eventually, PayPal is not going to be part of the equation. Or it might be, but it's not going to be the primary one. Mm. Um. I always mess up the name. It's A-Y-D-E-N, I-Done, or something like that. Is the new payment company. And it's supposed to be all in eBay. Mm. So it's supposed to cut fees, right? And any any discussion you have, you know how sometimes you have a problem, you have to call PayPal, they yep. call eBay, and it's all eBay. Everything's eBay. Hmm. So one of the issues that resellers were having, and we and I wish we had talked about this more, but I think we barely touched on it was that they opted in, but the problem with opting in was, oh yeah, we did talk about it is number one, people couldn't use PayPal. Mm. And number two, they couldn't do global shipping. Oof. And this is rolled out like before Q4. Oh, right. So a lot of people signed up and actually one of our listeners, I know she's listening to us. She actually like it killed her sales. 
Man, that's rough. Right? Because people couldn't pay or, and then, you know, global shipping wasn't oh. in play. And and so she had to get things sorted out with eBay and eventually they took her off of it. Oh, that's and rough. And her sales started picking up again. Yeah, I, I apologize to you. That's, that's really tough. Especially because... I mean, it's a gamble, that's right? Fault, no, no, but I mean, I, I mean, I feel bad that you. No, do I, that do. I do, I do, because that's like, that's one of those things where where it could have gone either way, right? Like, it could have been that you were you were trying something new that you were on the forefront of that made it so that you were ahead of everybody else and you had amazing to save sales. money too, like yeah. less fees, or what? Like what happened to you? There just weren't enough bugs that have been worked out yet, and and you lose out. So that's that's tough, especially because like. If eBay presented you with the opportunity, you know, and then it hurts your sales, I mean, oh, that would feel And we terrible. love eBay, by the way. We love you, eBay. Right? If you've seen our latest Insta feed with Mike, you know, in front of the MacBook, you know exactly what we're talking about. We love you, eBay. Mike likes to forget that one, but we have <laughs> another one coming, by the way, but you've already seen it by the time you hear this podcast. All right. Now, I want to connect that to something else, though, because what's going on is that the other reason that Amazon, I hate this because I want Amazon to do really well, but people are saying that Amazon isn't doing as well, is that PayPal is the major way that people pay for 80% of all the other retailers. Right? So you go on Amazon, like you can use your credit card, right? You can use Amazon Pay and so on. But pretty much everybody's doing PayPal, right? I, It's true. PayPal is used for a lot of things. It's really convenient. But I, I feel... And I could be wrong, but I feel like PayPal is like old school. No, I know, but I get it. But what I mean is like I could be driving, not not saying I do this or you should do this, but I could be shopping while I'm driving. And if I want to pay for something on PayPal, I just got it on my iPhone. I just do the touch ID mm. and I write instantly done. But I feel like, I feel like phones. Same with Amazon, the one click. Yeah. So I feel like phones already do that with a lot of things anyways. Like your credit card is stored. You've got Google Wallet or Apple Pay, you've got all these things. And I feel like if you're shopping on Amazon, you have an account, you have your credit card entered, they have, you don't even ever have to think about like, yes, I want to pay. Yeah, the one PayPal. click is scary. One click is scary. But even without the one click, I mean, just having your credit cards put in there, I feel like it's easy enough. I, I, I don't feel like I've never been like, oh, I wish Amazon had PayPal. Like, I've never once thought that. Okay. I, I just thought I'd throw it out there. It just, right now, it just seems that like, Amazon is still a juggernaut, but then there's people that are trying to be innovative and like. I don't think PayPal is innovative. I think. I'm not saying PayPal is innovative. I'm just saying other companies are being innovative by adopting PayPal to their payment systems. I, I think that they're, I don't want to say they're moving backwards, but I don't think that that's, I don't think that's new. Like, I don't think that's special to like for a company to move on to PayPal. I think so. Cause I remember back in the day, I have to put my credit card. Now I just do my PayPal and it's all taken care of. But you still got to sign into your PayPal. Like once you put your credit card information on a website, like okay, it's right. there. Maybe I lo- I lost this one. Okay, I, I don't. I'll, I'll give it up to you. There. <laughs> I just yeah. I mean, because 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 to say this to say like PayPal accounts for seventy percent more than like Amazon Pay or these other things that are lower. Like that doesn't take into account like credit cards. Like people probably use credit cards online far more than they use PayPal. No, I agree with that. That is true. I will tell you. Credit cards is the other thing about the Q4. I'm not a fan of it. Taking on credit card debt? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a fan just because it just if it just feels gross. Like last year it was all pure capital. This mm. year I'm trying to do points. I'm going to pay them all back. 
But it's like, what if things tank in the next week? We'll find out after. But what if they do? I think that's the other part. I'm like, eh, you know, we'll see where this goes. Oh, that would be so bad. We'd we'd have to have like a how to file bankruptcy episode. All right. Hey, um, here's another interesting one on Amazon now is that now Amazon has this return replacements thing. So if you're a seller, let's say I have a hundred, um, let's say a hundred Sony headphones and somebody gets one and they don't like it or it's defective. Instead of doing the return, they can opt to get another one sent in from your inventory. Hmm. And then it comes up like a zero charge on your orders. And then that customer has 45 days to send it back in. I got to tell you, that's, that's interesting. Hmm. I, I just, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, it's, a, it's a little unsettling. The reason it's unsettling is I think Amazon is, the, I don't want to say this, but I think it's easier to scam on Amazon than it is on eBay. Hmm. And I'm not trying to be end of the world. You know me. But, you know, it's been interesting. I've seen some other people going like, how come I have this zero charge? It's like, yeah, because Amazon's like, oh, yeah, we just sent them a replacement. But you know how Amazon is? It's kind of like, hey, bad return. Oh, well, keep moving. Right? eBay, at least you kind of got a little wiggle room. That's true. A little wiggle room? Wiggle room. Wiggle room. Yeah, we've, got, we've, got a, we've got an interesting eBay return case opened up against us. Oh, you have a case opened against you. Yeah, it's bizarre. What, what happened? Okay, so we sold this we sold this subwoofer okay. uh, to this guy and we we met him like in the middle on his pricing was super excited to get it at the price he wanted. Like in fact, like all of his messages to us were like, "Thank you so much for like not just declining my offer. Like I appreciate that we were able to come to like this agreement." So we sent it to him and a few days later, like we get a message from him that says like, "Hey, like I don't know what to do, but like UPS is telling me that it was delivered at my house, um, but it's not here. Oh, you're good. Yeah, no, I know I'm good. But like, so we're like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Like, you know, maybe call UPS, see if they. And so like, we've gone back and forth with him multiple times on messages. And he's like, look, I, you know, I don't, I've definitely, I know this isn't your fault. Um, they're now they're saying that you guys have to call UPS and maybe see if you can do anything. So we did, we called UPS. Well, after multiple times of them being very polite with us and saying like, this isn't your fault. Like, thank you guys for, like, like, helping with this. The most recent thing was a case opened against us by them. Um, and in their message, because eBay sent us a copy of, like, what yeah. the case was, <clears throat> they were, like, totally, like, saying, like, they weren't in communication with me. And I told them they needed to call UPS. And it took them uh, more than a day to call UPS. And this is not professional. And I'm like, where is this coming from? It's the guy from the rummage sale. Maybe it is. <laughs> like, it's like, are you kidding me? Like. Now, all of a sudden, we're enemies when, you know, we've been fine. Now you're talking to eBay. And uh, I've had that enemy. happen. It's weird. It, it, you'll be okay, though. I hope so. See, I had, We have all of the messages through eBay, so we're good. So I finally had my first, not, I've failed many times, but the first fail of this kind. Mm. So I sold, it, it's along with this. And then, hey, by the way, we're almost at a hustle of the week. Yeah. So it sold, I, sorry, I sold a shirt. And I mailed it out and I was pumped because the person offered me like a dollar from within what the price was. So I'm, yeah. And then today I got a message that said, oh, you sent me a 2XL. You were supposed to send me the XL. I've never done that. I've never switched packages. Never done it. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, I messaged them back. I said, I'm so sorry about that. I will ship you the XL first thing tomorrow morning and I'll send you tracking. 
And if you could please start the return process on the other shirt and return mm. the other shirt. So don't know what's going to happen. If I might lose money on both shirts, right? right? They may keep yep. the other one and get the XL. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather do that than end up getting the negative feedback. Yep. So, man, I can't believe I did that. So I'm hoping they'll open the return. I'm hoping they'll say, no problem. I'll just run into the dryer a few times. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. That would be best case scenario. But uh, I'm just bummed because yeah. that's been the problem with Q4 too. It's so busy. Mm. Like eBay, like packing for eBay has been like, it's just, it's been rough. Yeah, I could see that if it's if it's an interruption. I mean, there's times where I get, I don't want to say upset, but I'm like, oh, I have to pack shipments tonight and we had three things sell today. And it's almost like I have a bad attitude about having to pack <laughs> about stuff. About making money. But it's like, wait, no, like, this is a good thing. This is a good problem to have, but it, it can be a problem though. See, but my, okay, so here's the other part of my issue. So I don't know what it is, but you know, you know what I say, my post office closes at five. Mm. Okay. You do have a bad post office here. Oh, you know about it. It's bad. Yeah. So I show up at 4.59. Okay. It's not closed yet. It's true. They're already shutting that, like, that mm. sliding door to, the, to, you know, to go into the main area. And I have my packages. And, and, they, and then the post, this is, like, the postmaster comes out and goes, sorry, I, you know, next time I can't accept these. Like what? What do you mean? It's four fifty nine. It's five. It's not five. And she looks, and it was four fifty nine. Uh-huh. And well, you know, final pickups at four forty five. We can't accept after four forty five. I'm like, um, oh, okay. Now, mind you, this post office doesn't even have one of those. Uh, what do you call those? Just drop box things. Yeah, the things that you pull. Like it doesn't even have that. You have no choice. Like you have to be there when it's open. Mm-hmm. So I show up the next day. It's four fifty nine. Oh man. Okay. I I know it's my fault. No, it's not my fault. I pay my taxes. Okay. You gotta stay open. I and I I respect all post office people that are our <laughs> listeners. I love you guys. I just don't understand this. Like, and so they're on my IKEA bag, right? And by the way, the IKEA bags are awesome. Mm. Do you have IKEA bags? I, I had one. But I've used it for something else. I'm not sure where it is right oh, now. So I, think it's, I think I've got all my camping stuff in a big IKEA bag. That's so good to carry. So she's like, I'll take them, but not again. You gotta be here at 445. And there's like this rebellious spirit about me, like, no, I don't have to be here at 445. You, you see the pattern in this episode. So she takes my bag, puts it over the counter, and just like unloads all the items. Oh, jeez. Like just they all fall out. Now, luckily, there are only shoes and clothing items. So I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. But I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, yeah. seriously? Yeah. I mean, I worry about that with packaging of items, like, you know, if they're not handled right. But one of our followers on Instagram, I think it was, made a comment. Or maybe it was on YouTube, one of our, somebody who watched on YouTube. We have a few. Somebody posted something that I thought was really a, a rule of thumb I'm using now, which was if you can't, if you don't feel comfortable dropping the box from chest height, then it's not good to go. I'm like, that's a good rule of thumb. No, no, I think. No, that, like, that, I've heard that before. That's, that's good. good. I like that. So going, so going back to the post office, you know, I'm in this dilemma. Like, there's a part of me, you know, okay, I can write something up, I can complain, but they also handle my mail. Yeah, you don't want to do that, right? Or I can just say, forget it. I'm gonna go to the post office at 15 miles down the road, so I don't have to deal with them anymore. And that post office. 
Like, they're quick about stuff. And mm. they've always had, like, awesome. Like, I show up. You know how you show up and there's that, I don't know, maybe it's in an urban city that they do this, but there's there's a person that approaches you when you show up and, like, they can scan your items right there. Mm. Like, you don't even have to, even before you put in the little drop right. or you go to the counter, they can scan it and they'll take it for you. Huh. And they'll take care of all of it. So I go to this post office and she's there. Like, I know the lady. She, every time she's like, hey, how you doing? How's sales? Scan, scan, scan. Done. Nice. So, you know, do I go to the one that's near where I live or do I try? Well, to I would say if it's miles? before 445, go to the one where you live. Uh, if it's after 445, you might need to drive 15 but miles. But they both slow that five. <laughs> so if I go 60 miles an hour, I'm still going to get there. Maybe you need to time your day a little better. Yeah, well, that, and that's the thing. I subconsciously, I don't know what happens. Like, I'm done with all this FBA stuff. And I'm like, all right, eBay sales. Right? So I go do the eBay packing, and somehow it lands at 459. Then I get there. 459. So, anyways. Wake up 10 minutes earlier. What? It's the afternoon. I don't even take naps. Well, in the morning. Naps? No, I'm saying, like, wake up in the morning. Like, get, start your day 10 minutes earlier. Because that's what I always. I think that's going to make a difference. It makes a difference. Because, like, okay, think about it. I have. Students who come late to class every first period, every day, five to ten minutes late, every day. And it's always the same excuse. Oh, there was traffic. There was traffic. Oh, no, I, there was I traffic. Know where you're going there was traffic. That. And it's like, well, if you would have woken up, if it's traffic every day, this isn't like a rare occurrence. Like, you need to set your alarm earlier. You're, you're leaving too late. So maybe you just need to, you know. You know, but today I did. So today I had a few sales and I wanted to ship them all out. But instead... I just shipped out the ones that had to be shipped out today, and I got there at four twenty-five. I'm proud of you. There, but I, I think I think the postmaster was proud of you too. I just, I just, I just. Don't. And here's the thing, like I, I know I'm ranting here probably, which we don't rant, right? We always keep it positive. But I'll show up and like, you don't even have like a set place for me to put my boxes. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I'll show up and literally it's like five to ten minutes until somebody shows up at the front. Yeah, this is a really bad post office. So you've experienced that. Yeah, this this post office where where you're at is it's terrible. Um, I always used to feel that way. I lived here too for a while uh, years ago. I hated it. It's a bad post office. They they're not very friendly. There's some friendly people there. there are, okay, that's true. I, I don't mean to speak as a whole. Uh, like six years ago, I didn't run into very many friendly people there, okay. and they do not. They did not run like a very efficient machine. That's for sure. But it's just funny because they're like, just leave the package. So I'll leave the package, and they're ghost for like five minutes. Mm. So I'm not gonna just leave my package there, like anybody. And I know they have cameras, but do I really want to deal with the ordeal that happens after if somebody steals it, and then having to file a report and wait for my money and all that? Like, Has that ever happened to you? I, I just leave my packages on the table and walk away. But there's always somebody, okay, at the other post office, there's always somebody there. Mm. And usually they take it right away. Mm. At this one, I can literally, like, drop it off, walk out. I've, I've done this. Sit in my car and just watch for, like, five minutes till somebody shows up. Hmm. So, anyways. So we're never going to reveal where we're located. <laughs> just so... We're in an underground back cave right now recording yep. our podcast. Yep. In the city of you'll never know. There you go. All right. Let's get let's get positive now. Let's, let's talk about positive. some hustles of the week. Yeah, yeah. All Hustle right. of the week. So I'm gonna start. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna start and then you got you got one and then I'll do one. Uh some of our listener hustles, right? Oh yeah. So we're going. Yeah. And again, first of all, I want to apologize if you if 
I said something or Mike said something that your hustle of the week is gonna be on the podcast and it didn't happen, we apologize. Mm. Just because it's been so busy, like it's you know, sometimes like we have it all down, and other times we're like, oh yeah, this was it, and then sometimes we discuss what they're gonna be. Mm. So we apologize. And again, you know, we're not looking for like the you know multi thousand dollar hustle always. Those are nice to have too. Sometimes we just want the $30, you know, because they're all hustle of the week, depending on where you're at and you're reselling. And it's actually kind of nice to have the lower ones, uh, too, if it's there's more likely that it's going to benefit other people because it's more likely you're going to run into similar items. Yep. 100% agree. So our first one comes from Erin. Okay. On IG, she is known as Red Arrow Reserve. Okay. Red Arrow Reserve. So... I, I like the story and it's not, there isn't anything like super unique about the story, but it's how resellers should function. I think, right. Went to Goodwill, came across an item, noticed that it was well-made, noticed that it was quality. And you might ask, you know, how do you know if something's well-made, how it's quality? And some of the ways, and I've heard other people say is you go to like the nice high-end stores and you just go and like look through their items, touch the materials and then you get a few, and then you go to the cheap mm. store and you'll definitely feel the difference, right? That's one way to do it. But sometimes you just know, you know what I mean? Or maybe you don't. No, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, you look at something like this is nice. Yeah, like this is like fancy. fake leather and real leather. This is like, hoity toity. Oh, hoity toity. Doubt <laughs> that word age. Okay, moving on. Um, and it was new with tags. So she did what every good reseller should do. Research. Research. Yes. Took out her phone, looked at the comps on eBay, and it was a Tasha Polizzi women's vest. Mm. It looked kind of, the picture looked kind of Southwestern. So if you go to her IG profile, uh, you'll see it is, it's a few posts back. And she, she bought it, paid $6. Oh, here's the thing. Before I keep going, there were no exact comps. Mm. And that's one thing we haven't talked about is that if there's no exact comps, it doesn't mean that it's not worth as much. It may be worth more. It might be worth more. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt to go sky's the limit and then put best offer and see what you get. Yep. Right. So she ended up listing it. She listed it for, you know, she paid $6 for it and it sold for $100 plus shipping. That's so good. I love those sales. I do. It's just, it's one of those. Again, you, you did all the right steps. You came in and you've, you've figured it out. You could have just passed on, but you researched it anyways. Yep. And now you have another bolo. Yep. And you got a brand to look for. And now you're going to be keeping your eye out for that. Um, Tasha Polizzi. Tasha Polizzi. Bolo. Never even heard that's, of it. Uh, that's Red Arrow Reserves Bolo there also. You there you go. <laughs> Listeners doing bolos a week. Yeah. Well, tank the entire reselling market. That's right. So <laughs> um, we're not going to, by the way. You can't do it. Can't do Tank the reselling market. I don't know. Not with this kind of stuff. No, I mean, I feel like that's one I've of I've never things. seen this in my entire life. That's Tasha Tasha. Well, it's probably because you didn't know to look for it. And you don't do women's clothing. That is true. I might, though. We're going to that posh thing. So yes. Yeah. So is this Thursday? This Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Where's it at? Costa Mesa? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're there, what is it called? I think it's called Posh Live. I think maybe there's all these names. There's like Posh and Sip. There's like Posh Fest. There's Posh Mike Birthday. I don't know, but it's gonna be fun. Okay, all right. So we'll be there. Are yeah, we so work? that'll be tomorrow. Are we wearing Puroso podcast shirts? No, we would, but it's like, it's it's it's. Come on, you don't want to. It's out? business casual. 
Oh. It's like fancy cocktail yeah, seen, party style. I've seen the posh pictures, like everybody's dressed up and everything. Yeah. So where so where your old uh your old uh, administrative no, gear? No, no, I'm not wearing shirt a tie. and tie. No, I'm I'm wearing. I a, wear a tie every day. I love I'm wearing ties. this our new logo PHP shirt. I'm just gonna do it. Go for it. That's my business casual. So you're gonna be. I am a self-employed man. So you're gonna be the most underdressed person in the entire room, and you're gonna say, "Check out my podcast." <laughs> That's not how you represent, man. Like, no, it's gonna be like uh, pure hustle posh. Mm, That's what it's gonna know, be man. on my shirt. You you better dress up nice. You're gonna embarrass me. <sighs> no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! If Gary V doesn't have to get dressed up, should I have to get dressed up? Are you Gary V? No. Okay. Okay. I when you I, when you roll up in you, a when you, you roll up in a Range Rover, when you roll up in a Range Rover, you can wear whatever you want. My Honda, my Honda doesn't work out. It my doesn't Honda work Pilot. Like that, yeah. Okay. No. I don't know. I have to consider that. I, getting dressed up, seriously. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta Do you understand? It's part of the thing. I've only worn a, a tie twice in the last six months. Twice slacks. I can't even think of the last time. No, I did wear slacks because I had tie on. But just do it, man. It'll feel good. Uh, It'll feel good to put that tie up on the neck. Dude, uh, I did that for years. Years. Okay. Anyways. I love it. I, I feel like you, when you dress nice, maybe maybe you might, you know, the listeners can let us know, but I feel like there's something about when you dress up, I feel like you stand a little taller, feel a bit more confident. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a shirt and tie and put the Pure Hustle shirt on top. There you go. This, we got time. Why don't you make a, a, a tie with the Pure Hustle podcast logo on it? That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Do it. We don't have it. Dude, it's, we're, I'm gonna go pay like forty bucks for a tie to be monogrammed. Just get it. Just get a regular black tie. Go to go, go to Joanne's Fabric and pay, do one of those print uh, <laughs> iron-on things. Okay. We're not talking. Okay, you know how iron terrible that there. would look. That would definitely take classy to a very low level. Hey, at least it's not a t-shirt. Oh my. All right. So I got a. What I got a listener shirts, hustle. By the way. These are nice shirts. Exactly. But you don't wear a nice shirt to to like a dinner wait, cocktail wait, wait. party. You hear what you just said? You don't wear a nice shirt. No, it doesn't like it, it it's nice, but it's not the right attire. There's it's like, you know, there's just different attire. You wear for different things. You wouldn't wear it to a wedding, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's this is posh is fancy. All of, all of my poshers out there, you guys are fancy. Fancy. All, all right. right. So I've got a I've got a a, a listener. Hustle of the week here. From where? The, what, what platform? Um, Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. So the handle. So this is Loki. Is that is that his name? Is that uh, he? He is. He goes Loki. by. Yeah, it's Loki in Arizona, but his handle is Dlog six one nine. Okay. But what does Loki mean? Is that like? I don't know. I'm not even gonna go there. I know he. I know he's a teacher. Hey. So he's one of our early listeners, out. by the way. We we appreciate you because he's one of the first guys to like encourage us and be there for us. And 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 you said Locke. Is it Locke or is it Loki? I I, I don't know. I want to say it right. Hey, call us. Call us on the number and let us know how to pronounce your name. Give us the background story. Yes, take time out of your more. day to call us. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd. Because we want to make sure you get the shout out you deserve. Because this is awesome. So, um, low key in Arizona, uh, Twitter handle is uh, DLLock619. Um, picked up a 2015 retired My Little Pony pillow pet 
for one dollar. That's like my favorite price. I thought you could say that was my favorite toy. That's my pillow favorite, pet. That's my favorite TV. Oh, we we just bought got one for my son and he loves it. Um, but so a retired 2015 My Little Pony, a pillow, pillow pet. pet. Like when I think of pillow pet, I think like infomercial, like as seen on TV. Yeah, like cheesy. Like who buys this? Oh, yeah, that's what I. But but you, what is it you always say when you're looking for items? Unique, uh, right? Oh yeah, unique. Yeah, unique. So and this one is. <laughs> what's funny is that it's retired. It's like, like it's, it's no longer produced. Yeah, like well, they're not collectible. It's well, it's My Little Pony, right? Because a lot of times, um, pillow pets are just generic items. Like, here's a elephant, here's a dinosaur, here's a. But if it's My Little Pony branded, that's like a, that's unique, right? Mm-hmm. It would be like it would be like a Tommy Bahama shirt with a with a, a football team on it or something instead of just a Tommy no, Bahama no, shirt. I hear you. No, I get it. Guess so, how much he sold it for? Well, I know how much. I know you know how, how much you think he. I know you know, but you got to play into the conversation. Guess how much he sold it for. How much, Mike? How much did he sell it for? But remember, he bought it for a dollar. How much do you think he sold it for? I'm going to go with $100. It. <laughs> he sold it for, okay. he sold it for $100. Not, he did not sell dollars. it. No, 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 no. You're missing something here. Plus shipping. No, you're missing something. You read the part on the notes. Oh, no, he sold it for $56. <laughs> I read the wrong one. Uh, so first we have the cables. And now this. Are you sure we're not going to edit this episode? Oh, there's no editing. Okay. All right. So you bought it for $1. Guess how much you sold it for? <laughs> More than $50. Yes, $56. Okay. That's pretty good. No, That's awesome. No, it's, it's <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I, I thought you were messing around and then you were like serious. That's what cracked me up about it. Oh, they don't know what you're talking about because I edited this part out. Oh, there you go. You're not going to edit this out. Okay. That is an awesome bolo. Like, yeah, one hour fifty six. Also, it's, it's a bolo. So if you're out there, you see a My Little Pony pillow pet, it may be the retired collectible version. 2015. There you go. And yeah, he had it in August. So again, this is about slow dime. Right? He had it in August and he sold it, you know, this Q4. So again, slow dime sometimes. You just got to wait for that right buyer. And he did, and he got the sale. Fifty-six dollars. That's huge. That's ridiculous ROI. It's not quite a hundred dollars. No, it's not quite. No, but it could have been. But it's fifty-six fi- is really good. It's fifty-six percent of the way there to a hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big no. It's a big sale. You can't you I can't like beat it. that. All right. So, next hustle of the week. I thought this was really cool. So another Twitter listener, Dead Maverick. Spell it out. D-E-A-D-M-A-V-R-I-C-K. Dead Maverick. Dead Maverick. Okay. That's a cool handle. So went to an estate sale, and then there were all these items that were going for cheap. Totally missed them. But what he didn't miss, and this is what threw me off, a Live Aid 1985 DVD. What is that? Okay, see, right? Okay, the way it reads, you're like, what? No, 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 okay. There are no, there's no such thing as DVDs in 1985, okay? But there are DVDs made about, uh, DVDs of Live Aid in 1985. What's Live Aid? Oh, you don't know what Live Aid is? It's like the biggest like rock concert of like the 80s. Like mm. huge. Gotcha. So we're talking about like, um, there was all kinds of people there like, you know, ever heard that song, um, 
So, you know, there's that, do they know it's Christmas? Have you ever heard that old 80s song? Mm, mm-hmm. Hey, do they know? Oh, I'm not going to sing on this podcast. Sing it. No, I'm not going to sing. So, so anyways, this is supposed to be like a follow-up to this. And this is supposed to help like people out. I believe it was, I'm trying to look out in, in Ethiopia. But it ended up being like one of those huge concerts, right? So you had like Queen was there and you had um, like, uh, I want to look, uh, I think like, all these huge '80s like people were there. Okay. okay. I want. I could like. I don't want to list like all the performers, but it was pretty huge. Okay. So, what ended up happening at this? This became like the iconic. Like when you think of like '80s like rock concert, mm. not like, not like um like lipstick '80s rock concert. Like like when you think of all like all the bands of the '80s, right? So, you know, you even had like Paul McCartney there. You had the who, you had like all these people, okay? And this is, and so uh, maybe I'm getting this wrong, all the people that are there. But, anyways, you guys that were in the, see, in 1985, how old were we? I wasn't born yet. I was like six. I do remember watching this on TV. I just didn't know what it was. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. But I don't it, remember watching it on TV. But it was a big deal. I mean, the, the biggest deal was. The Queen. Queen was there. Mm. So, and I, I would say probably because the new movie that just came out. Right. Like, it really escalated the sale. Gotcha. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah. So, you had David Bowie there. You had Elton John. You had Paul McCartney. I mean, this is like huge. It's a big event. Huge concert. Okay. And so, what ends up happening is this guy picks up this DVD of Live Aid in 1985. And I remember seeing this on Twitter. I'm like, whoa, no way, right? And I believed them. But, I, you know, sometimes you want to just check it out and go, are they really going for that much? So I did a Google, I not a Google search. I did an eBay search. And if you get the sealed ones, they're going for money. Mm. How much did it sell for? He paid $3. $3. Let me guess, 100 bucks? <laughs> no, 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 more. More? $202. Now Plus that, shipping. That's a DVD sale. 200 and two dollars plus shipping. Okay. And you know the nice thing about shipping DVDs? They're like the easiest thing in the world to ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ROI on that is unreal. And he charged shipping and probably didn't even need to because it's like a couple bucks to ship a DVD. That's a good sale. Good job, Dead Maverick. No, so I mean th- so think about it, like and th- and the reason I-, I think he knew this was because he knew how iconic it was. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like, you know, you just I would have had like, no idea. Yeah. You would have just walked by a DVD, <laughs> right? Yes. And I even got it wrong. I think, I, I don't even think I had the right location, right? Because I was too, I was too uh, young, mm. right? Actually, I'm looking at a news article right now. They call it the the 80s Woodstock. Gotcha. Right? So that, that that's sense. how big of a deal it was, okay? More than 1.5 billion people from around the world watching on television. That's probably one, that was probably where I was. On stages in London and Philadelphia. So, okay, so I was right. It was in different locations. Different locations. <laughs> so I just don't really, it's all, you know, when you're six, like mm. I remember, unfortunately, um, I don't know when the Challenger, do you remember the Challenger, the, the space shuttle? Mm, the blow up and those no. astronauts died? I mean, I know the story, but I don't remember okay. it. But you, you were too young. Yeah. So, you know, that happened in 1986. So mm. I, I just remember these like 80s moments. Mm. So this was in 85. So anyways, it's just huge. Like we always talk about like in reselling, knowing pop culture, not only of your time, but of other eras is mm. huge. Right. Because 
again, you could have been like, Mike can go to Live Aid. What is this, some infomercial? Yeah, it feels <laughs> like I need to like start playing more Trivia Pursuit. You know what? That might help. I don't know. Um, There's certainly enough of them when you go to thrift stores and garage sales. It's true. Trivia I mean, Pursuit is like the thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> but here's the thing. What I found in reselling is that like so many times I see an item and I look it up and it's a very pop culture-ish kind of thing. Mm. And had I not researched it or not been alive during that time, I would have had no idea. Yeah. All right. Like for us, the 90s pop culture, like that's easy. Mm. Right. You see a cross colors, you see Reebok pumps, you see starter shoes, you see guest jeans, you, you know, mm. like we know it. Right. But when it gets to the 80s, like you and I, you know, this is what I feel kind of young here. It gets kind of fuzzy. Mm. Like what's 80s? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the 90s for me. Oh. Really? Yeah. So you're so so the 90s are fuzzy to you? Oh, yeah. I, I really, I know I'm going to turn 40 here soon, but I feel, oh, did I tell you what happened? Uh, you didn't. Speaking of age, so I'm at Ross. Somebody offered you and, a senior discount? Yes. Remember when my beard are you was serious? like, oh, the great, yes. Oh, jeez. They're like, so are you old enough to be a senior? I'm like, uh, what? I got my AARP card here. I'm like, I'm 39. <laughs> like, this is the first time, like, I actually threw out the age card. Like, I'm 39. Like, not that there's anything wrong, right? Having gray just means you're wiser, okay? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting some in my beard. But I just was like, wow, like maybe I do look tired from FBA mm. shipping these days. I'll do it to you. So anyways, okay. So awesome. Sold that live a DVD set. I think it's like a four disc set. I mean, it's if you go on eBay and check out comps for new and sealed, it's pretty crazy. I've seen some for like three, four hundred dollars. So it's pretty wild. It's intense. Hustles of the week. Hustle of the week. What about you? What's your hustle of the week? So my hustle of the week. Okay, so this isn't like a I had this huge sale. This isn't I made a huge connection. I will say the hustle of the week, and it's going to be Amazon related, was that I was really impressed at what I found at Ross. Hmm. Because I guess Ross also got a bid on Toys R Us toys. Nice. And here's what's interesting. When I heard that, you know, I also heard that Marshall's had some too, was I thought that Toys R Us sold all their good stuff already. You know, like, I thought I bought all, all the good toys in L.A. and in San Diego. And you single-handedly cleared them out. No, not, not me, but me and other resellers. And then I started finding these toys. There was one specific toy, uh, which I can't share yet because it's still in that bolo time right now. Probably we'll have a post episode where we talk about some of the things that sold well on mm-hmm. FBA and eBay. And this is an item. I remember last year. Right during this peak time, I was looking for this item everywhere, and it was sold out everywhere. I couldn't mm-hmm. find it. And it's because I was, like, two, three weeks late. Like, all the resellers already picked it up, or mm-hmm. all the people that wanted it for Christmas picked it up. So when Toys R Us was closing, I remember looking for this item. Nowhere to be found. All gone. Hmm. So then I started going, you know, to Ross's in San Diego and L.A., and, like, I'm finding this item for, like, 30 bucks, Right? And it's flipping for, like, a decent amount. Nice. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? And not only that, but like I bought, I want to say anywhere between 100 to 200 items from Ross with one week all sold. All sold that I made three times my money on all those items. Nice. And I'm just like, like. Well, you might not be flooding uh, the market on that item, but there's going to be an influx of people going to Ross, I think. Well, after this? No, yeah. but there already is. Like it's it's so interesting on IG, like. 
I've seen more people go to Ross than go to Target than mm. than go to Walmart than even go like thrift stores. Mm. It's very interesting, and I'm glad we're on IG because I I've talked about this last year where I'm I'm on my own doing this whole reselling thing, and things are tanking and people are fine. I'm like, how do people know? Mm. Now I know. You get it. But it's funny, like everybody I saw on IG, like you know you know there's some people that like to show this mm-hmm. exact stuff. It was never my stuff. So I'm like, yes. That's good. So that's one way to do So I would say that was my hustle of the week. Nice. That's a good one. It, it was good. Hopefully it's all sold out before people, other people jump on the list. Go, go to Ross and get it. All right. Cool. What about you? I got. I have two. I'll keep them short. Um, one is mine and one is my wife's. So okay. I want to wanna get both of those out there. So um, I'll do mine first because it's not as cool. Um, so garage sale this week. It was pretty good. I had a pretty decent day. Um, I mean, I feel like most of the time I average like two to three hundred dollars net profit each each time I go out on a Saturday. So sometimes it's less, sometimes it's a little more, but that that's about my average. I haven't had those days where it's like thousands of dollars yet. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my items that I was really happy about because I didn't even do any research in the field on it, I just saw it and I kind of had a hunch and I, I picked it up uh, was a um, a plush. I know I'm not really, it's weird because I, I, I haven't wanted to, to buy plushes, but it was, I saw it and I recognized it as, hey, that's a Muppet, right? Like, that's not just a Muppet, but that's, that's Rizzo the rat from, from, oh from goodness. like, from the Muppets. Again, pop culture. Yeah. And, and I know this because the Muppets Christmas Carol is like one of my favorite Christmas movies. Really? I love it so like much. Top five? Oh yeah. Probably like, number like Home one. Alone status? It's probably number one. Wow. It's so good. Wow, I've never even watched. There's this. this oh, you've got to watch it. And there's this part where where Rizzo the Rat's got this whole thing where he's like, "Light the lamp, not the rat." And like, that's always in my mind when I see. When <laughs> so, I, the, so that happened in your mind. You saw as it as soon as I saw it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's that's Rizzo the Rat. Like that's that's a Muppet, right?" And so then I, I picked it up and I asked how much. And this was cool because this was a place I I bought a few other things too for a decent price. And they're like, "Oh, I don't know, a dollar." And the lady's like, "That's a Fraggle Rock." Which, if you don't know, Fraggle Rock know was that, that's also Jim Henson, right? But like, yeah. it wasn't the Muppets; it's a different show. And I was like, "Oh, okay." She's like, "Yeah, that's a Fraggle Rock. That's an old show." And I'm like, "No, it's not a Fraggle Rock, but close, right?" Um, had the tags on it still, like, nice. still has the tags on this 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 Muppet. So I'm like, "This thing is cool." <clears throat> I'm like a dollar. It can't. I can't go wrong. I'm not going to spend the time looking it up. So I get home. I'm looking through all my stuff. I'm kind of showing off to my wife all the things that I bought. You're and showing I, off your Muppet. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at all the stuff. And I'm like, well, before I show her this, I better look it up to see how much they're going yeah. for. They're going for, without tags, over $60. Really? Yep. Wow. And I'm like, all right, that was a good buy. Plush life. Yeah. So if you see a Muppet, pick it up. Wow. That That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. I actually have a... Uh, <coughs> What do you call that? Not Cookie Monster. The other blue guy in Sesame Street. I don't like Sesame Street. I'm not asking if you like it. I'm asking you who's the other blue guy. Is there is there another blue guy? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I got one of his and with new tags, and it's about the same price. Nice. Just haven't told yet, though. Hmm. It's been a long time. I think this one will sell because there was two of them that have sold in the last month. So Well, Muppets are big. Right? There's like a, there's a new Disney cartoon, like, I don't know, Baby Muppets or something. Hmm. So... So, you know, things are coming back again. So, okay, nice. All right. So, that leads us to our bolos of the week. Bolo. So, you kind of told me earlier that your bolo might relate to your garage sales. Yeah. So, keep going. Yeah. So, it's the same, <clears throat> same, same house. 
my bolo is coming. Really? From. Yep, same house. So, um, when I very first started reselling, in fact, it was before you and I went um, on our ride along that first garage sale. Yeah. I decided, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go to a couple garage sales, and I picked up that encyclopedia set of like ship books. Okay, right? I remember those. Yeah. And they sat for a while, and they were heavy, and I didn't think they'd ever sell, but they actually sold. For a decent amount, and because they ship media mail, like it wasn't even though it was like I think like fifty pounds of books, like it didn't cost as much as I thought to ship. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, like I'll probably never buy books like that again. But they sold. I remember that? Yep. Um, well, anyways, I'm at this this house, and I see a set of like encyclopedias, and then I look at what the the brand is, and it's Time Life, which is the same brand that those ship books were, um, and this one was a Civil War set. Right, twenty eight books, and said so I think the last one was like fifteen, but they're thinner, so there's they're not quite as heavy as the other set. I'm looking them up on 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 eBay. I'm looking up comps, going for like one hundred twenty bucks for the twenty for the twenty eight so, book set. Okay, yep, and selling like at regular. So there was she she had two other um, time life sets. I think one was incomplete, and the other one was like a small one. And I looked those ones up also, and they weren't going for as much. So it's not that every time life set goes for. A lot, but there are certain ones that if you can get a complete set of Time Life books, and this is the third garage sale now I've been to where people have had entire sets, um, look them up. Don't even if you're not a book person, because if it's a complete set, there are collectors. So you pick them up, obviously. Yep. So talk to me about how you ship them. Like the last set, the last set of books. What did you do to ship them? Uh, a big box. No, no I know, <laughs> but like. So I've never sold, I've, I think maybe once, but, you know, and I've sold a lot of stuff over the last few years, but I've never sold like 28 books at one time. Mm-hmm. So do you just like stack them and like put padding all around it? Yeah, I did. I did that time. Um, the first time I set, I, I shipped out the books, which the person received them. I was happy with the way they received. Um, I even had, to, I t- think I took like a large box, like a, a, either a medium size, I think maybe it was a medium size, like Home Depot box that I cut down the edges and folded it over um, a little bit just so I didn't have to use as much paper padding. Uh, but I've sold a lot of other books since then, um, okay. like sets of like, you know, textbooks or homeschool books or whatever. Um, so when I sell a set like that, now what I'm doing is I'll take like four of them. I'll like wrap them in like the, the saran wrap stuff, whatever that's okay. called. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah. so, so they don't move. And then I'll, I'll put them down. I'll do a few stacks like that. And then in between books, especially if they have nice um, covers, like I'll put like a piece of paper over like one piece of paper, we'll do like four or five books, you know, in between the covers, and then you wrap that. Um, and then, yeah, so then I just use paper as padding around it and good to go. Nice. I just, I was interested because I've never sold that many books. It was heavy. Like, I think I took a picture. I can't remember how much it was, but I took a picture of, of the box on a scale and it was extremely heavy. This set is not as heavy. It's probably only like 35 pounds, but it's still. But I think I that's still a some great weight. bolo because, like, I still won't pick those up. <laughs> Even after you tell me that, like, that's I just... I paid six dollars for the set, and they're selling regularly on eBay for one hundred twenty. I just don't know if I could do it. You got to do it, man. I know, but that's the thing. Like, that's what's awesome about reselling, right? Like, there's certain things that I pick up that Mike won't pick up, and there's some things that Mike tells me, and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with all that. So be on the lookout for Time Life books and decide, do you really want to ship that many books? And they're heavy. But if it's you. But it separates you from the competition. Be on the lookout. 
Orlando will not be competing with you at all. If you ever run across a, a Time Life set at a garage sale, send me a text message. I've seen them a lot. Yeah, send me a text message. Okay, all right. Or maybe we need to do garage sales together. We haven't done one together ah, in a that's, long time. That's some serious competition, man. Because then it's a fight. Then we're elbowing. Then then, no, then you no. get into my box, and I'm like, okay. get out of my box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. The last two last two garage shows we went together, we only Totally one, different stuff. Only one yeah. time I think you were a little annoyed because remember, like, you were looking at stuff, and then that's when I got all those pennants. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't annoyed. I wouldn't have thought to look at the pennants. So. Yeah, that's the only But most of the other time, we're not looking at the same thing. It's true. So that's what, that's what I mean. All right. So oh, I, sorry. I have... I have um, I didn't. Oh yeah, your wife had a bolo. Yeah, it wasn't a bolo. It was a hustle of the week, and we totally skipped it. Oh, well, let us know. We'll go back real quick. This one I'll I'll make fast. Sorry, I don't mean to take up the whole show, but um, so if you guys remember, it was a couple months ago. My wife did a um, a couple Instagram stories where she went. She took my son uh, to a rummage sale at a school. Um, anyways, she picked up a bunch of stuff there. She sold everything so far that she's bought there. So that was that's been very encouraging. But one of the things she picked up um, was a a telescope that was like computer operated, had a controller with it. Really, really neat, like super cool, nice case. Um, but the sign that was next to it said, has a broken base. And so she got there when it opened, but that was one of the last booths that she got to and it was still there and it, they wanted $25 for it. So she opened it up, she looked at it, she did the research and she looked and saw that even the remote control controller for the um, for the telescope was selling for like, 45, 50 bucks. So she's like, even if that's all I can sell, like it's good. So we get it home. And the only part that was broken was the tripod that it sat on, which was like separate anyways, and would have been a nightmare to ship uh, because it was, it didn't fold down really small. So the telescope itself worked perfectly. um, And we sold it for quite a bit of money. So it was super, I think the fact that they wrote bases broken, scared people away from looking at it. And she wasn't afraid to open it up and, to say, well, what about parts? So it was like a hundred bucks. It was. We sold it for over a hundred. Nice. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. See, again, I would not have looked at a telescope. I mean, I seen them before, but then I go, oh, what if it's broken? Like, how do I know? Yeah. Like, it just. I get it. It's like camera lenses. Yep. I wish I knew camera lenses because there's money to be made in camera lenses. If you find the right ones, they're hard to find. Yeah, but see, that's I don't even know what's good and what's not. So. All right. So, what's your bolo? Well, my bolo is a generic one, and I'm not a fan of generic ones because I want to help you guys out. But I've kind of noticed lately, like metallic looking shoes are in. So, do your research though, okay? Because there's a lot of cheap shoes that look metallic. So, I sold a pair of Kohan, like metallic, like silverish kind of shoes that I picked up at. I want to say I picked them up at. mm, I want to say it was Marshalls for like forty bucks or something. And I sold them for 120 Then I came across a pair of Doc Martens that were metallic red. Wow. And I got them for $20. It's actually, if you want to look at an IG post a few days ago, you'll find it. And I paid I paid $20 for it, and I sold it for 120 Right? And what drew my attention was, like, how shiny and metallic it was. And huh. then when I knew that it was a good brand, I was like, I'm Doc Martens, I didn't even look up. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm grabbing Picking these, them up. Right? But Kohan, you know, I've talked about in two podcasts ago how Kohan is kind of rebounding, mm. right? Where they weren't, there wasn't a lot of money in Kohan, and now there's money again. And hmm. maybe now that we say it, the money's going <laughs> to, I don't know. Don't tank my Kohan market. I have a whole box full of them. There you go. But it's not going to tank. Um, but 
you know, just these metallic shoes. I would say if you see a pair of metallic shoes, look at, especially if it's a brand that you're aware of, like look it up because that might be the thing now. I don't know. Hmm. I've sold like shimmery shoes for a lot of money. Like I had a pair of Converse I picked up for 10 that I sold for 60 and they were kind of like dirty and worn, but they're really bright. Hmm. It just, just be on the lookout. I know it's a very generic bolo, but you know, I don't want to just give you one pair of shoes. Like this, this can apply to Kohan, Doug Martin, Converse, you name it. You know, metallic or shimmery. Yeah, there or you go. Sparkly. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not talking about like Skechers, like little kid twinkle shoes. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like major name brands. Mm. So, okay, so that's my bolo. I like it. So what's going on now with you next week? What are you looking forward to over the next couple of weeks? Well, a couple of things. One, um, my wife bought this t-shirt that that she wears a lot now she's not really big on shirts that like have sayings on them um but like this reselling thing is really like are you going to quote of the week okay the this reselling thing is really uh it's 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 meant a lot to us like it's 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 something we're doing together we're growing we have we have dreams and visions now that like we just never thought like would have happened we just kind of figured you know we do the nine to five job and like this is this has changed what we think our future is going to look like. So she's not big on 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 uh, sayings on shirts, but she got this one because she, she feels like this is the stage of life we're on. And it just says this dream bigger dreams. And that's my quote of the week. OK, I'm throwing that in there because we're at the end of the episode getting there. So <laughs> I, I figured I had to get in there. But but I think that's a good one um, for, for us as resellers, right, to, to dream bigger dreams, to, to not settle for where you're at unless you're content which that's that's fine there's nothing wrong with saying this is as hard as i'm willing to work and where i want to be i'm happy um because ultimately if you're looking for happiness and you already have it then there's no point searching more but but you know dream bigger dreams you can't you can't hit something unless you're aiming at it so how does that relate to what you're looking forward to it relates to what i'm looking forward to because uh we got poshmark coming up in a couple days the posh live event that you're not gonna dress correctly for you but know, you will. You will. I just, I don't like being peer pressured into what I got to wear. I just, I just got to tell you. Like, I shaved my beard because I <laughs> wanted to shave my beard. That's it. These right. brows, like, I know they need to be trimmed sometime, but I trim them because I want to trim them. Hey, you do you, man. <laughs> you do you. I, I don't know. It, so you, okay, so if you walked in a room where everybody's wearing, like, dresses and shirt and tie or sports blazers with, like, nice jeans and you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt you wouldn't feel awkward you know what i think it's because for so long i played the part mm. that like i'm done playing the part i'm just done like for so long it was like you got to dress a certain way you got to talk a certain way you got to act a certain way and i'm kind of in the stage in life where i'm like you know some people wait till like they're older mm. right because when they're you know you always hear like older people say what's on their mind all the time yeah kind of in the place where i'm like kind of like you know what? There's sanity in that. Yeah, you rebel you. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I was gonna say I'm looking forward to meeting uh, some 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 people at at the posh event. It's gonna be really cool. I know uh, Hugo and Tiffany are gonna be there, yep, right? So quick, ship quick. And I'm excited to meet them and thrifty nomads, and there might be other resellers coming. So if you are, hey, hit us up in DMs. Let us yeah. know that. You and might this be is there. what you should be looking forward to. So this this is Wednesday, which means posh. No, it's not Wednesday. It's- well, it's oh, releasing on Wednesday. Podcast, yeah. So when you're listening to this, it's Wednesday, hopefully. If you're listening to it the day it releases, which means tomorrow is the Posh event, which means you should be looking forward to, if you're coming, seeing Orlando underdressed. It's going to be fun. Come and check it out. 
All right. I'm, g- I'm going to be San Diego business casual. Okay. Like flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. Like right now. Like this is the, this is what I love about San Diego. You can wear seriously sandals year-round and shorts year-round, and you're good. It's true. You can go to business meetings like this, and you're good. I mean, depends on your business. It but depends on the business. Yeah, I know. Like if my, your business is reselling. I know. When, I, know. <laughs> when I was a school administrator, it was like, the blue shirt, you know, the the blue sports coat with the gold buttons and the red tie yep. and the khaki slacks and the wingtip Allen Edmonds and, you know. I guess in that stage in life, I was okay wearing that all the time. So, I love dressing up. Yeah, all right. Okay, so <laughs> what am I looking forward to? Well, I am looking forward to meeting many of you at the, at the posh thing. That's going to be awesome. I, and, and one of the things I'm going to feel really uneasy not because of what i'm wearing but because i don't do posh i don't know anything about posh like this is gonna be definitely like eye-opening for me yeah that'll be good right it might be something to learn do you want to do this yeah yeah and so i'm looking forward to that what i'm really looking forward to is getting back on ebay i know that sounds crazy but i'm looking forward to huge sales on amazon that's Mm. a given though yeah right I really want things to take off, like things that have been taking off. But I would say in the next few days, it's going to be even bigger. Mm. And you know what I noticed this Q4, what I forgot about the last Q4 was that, you know, everybody's like, we're in Q4, we're in Q4. But it really doesn't matter in mm. October. It really doesn't matter first part of November. It kind of matters around Black Friday, but it still really doesn't matter. Early, yeah. It's like right now when it matters. And it's intense. It's intense. And it's overwhelming. Because I was looking at my numbers, and I remember I, when I looked at my numbers, the amount of revenue that I made in November, December, probably like 80% of that was like in this sweet spot right now. And so I'm looking forward to that, but I'm looking to the eBay side, like mm-hmm. in the sense that my helper has already, you know, 90% done, like, I don't know, like 200 listings already. So I, all I got to do is just boom, 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 listings, and I'm waiting for those eBay sales and I'm looking forward to going back to thrift stores again and finding, you know, those diamonds in the rough. It's going to be fun. That, that's what I like about reselling. That's the fun stuff. So, um, you know, but, you know, I, I'm still, I'm, I like to hunt for the hot toy and the hot item and getting it to the warehouse. It's still fun, but, you know, I don't know if it beats the, the eBay hustle. Yeah, that's fun. So we'll see. All right. With all that being said, I think we've got over two hours. You think so? We're getting close. Should we wait? Should we just do an awkward silence? Well, I think our camera might die. Okay, we well, on that note, hey, make sure to keep following us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, keep being there for us. We'd love to hear from you. DM us. Give us a phone call. Email us. And make sure to always be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please.